Okay. Wait, first things first, don't buy this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so <laughs> welcome to the, the 18th episode of the Boomers podcast, guys. Um, today I'm joined here. Oh, my name is Amar Gohar, and today I'm joined here by um, a very big supporter of the podcast since the very beginning. And I'll let the man introduce himself. Uh, my name is Elise Unlu. Uh, I went to school with Amir for, I don't know, a long time. Don't worry about it. Not important. But yeah. Yeah. I just, and I kept bugging him to be on the podcast. So now I'm here. Yeah, dude. We, uh, I don't, I don't even, like, whenever I start one of these podcasts, the first thing that I talk about with the person is how we met. And, how did we meet? Hey, well, we can go the boring story, right? And be like, it? we met like through TLC when the first TLC program was probably we probably met during a soccer game. Blah blah blah. Who cares? You know, it doesn't matter. That's not the juicy parts. Yeah, the juicy parts. We go. <laughs> what? <laughs> I feel like you know what I'm gonna say, right? Okay, don't don't say that. Don't say that. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Never I'll, mind. I'll, I'll I'll say what I think. I'll say the way I, okay, say I what think. You we think. Met. What you think but yeah, is. the way you said don't don't say that. Okay, <laughs> the way we met that that I remember is um, grade seven foods class. It was uh, in the second semester. Uh, yeah, yes. we, we got put in the same group because we're brown. They can't put us anywhere else. They got to make yeah. a bacon. They had to make bacon one time. Bro, oh, yeah. yeah, bro, they put all the brown dudes in that class in the in the same group. So I guess it was just us, me, you, and the two other dudes who I'm not gonna name. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I remember that. And then the thing was, I think that either it was two other dudes or one other dude. I think it was Dan. No, I don't remember. Yeah, okay. it was. Yeah, it was two two other guys. He was one of them. Okay, okay. But then it was like there's more for us always. I don't know. I feel like the other groups had more people for some reason. I remember, but I don't remember. No, I think it was, or maybe, yeah. Yeah, I, I think they had five. Yeah, we had four. Might, might have been five and four. Okay, anyways, yeah. uh, Colonel Irvin, the, the junior high in Calgary. That, that's that's where we met. And mm-hmm. I, I don't remember, like, our first conversation or anything like that. And oh, wow. don't mention the thing you were going to mention, but. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Dude, you, you know what I always wanted to talk to you about? What? Like, you being so basically for people who don't know at this school there's uh something called a teal the tlc program which is like the dudes who wear the uniforms (laughs) then there's like the regular program which is like people who just don't wear uniforms and they have a slower curriculum i guess i don't know and then there's the mandarin program so Ilias, a brown guy is in the mandarin program so explain that oh there's your cat bro that's sick really harassing me um Mandarin program happened because my mom wanted me to learn like like wanted me to learn like a different language from like when I was little and I knew yeah. Turkish but she thought like a third language like Chinese or Spanish because Spanish she thought would be good for oil especially here living in Alberta or China because like there she knew that they're going to be big when I was really young and there's like oh yeah there's this book I think it's like something Notre Dame or something where it says that China and Russia are supposed to team we're supposed to team up and become like a big superpower together and she always thought that it would be a good idea for me to learn chinese because she said if thing goes bad china takes over at least no chinese you know <laughs> yeah so that's kind of how it went by and then it's it's such a weird 
honestly, it's, it was so weird living in that kind of like environment my entire life because just being little, like growing up with people that don't really look like you, you know, they, they, they'll say like black, a black kid will be in a class and they'll go like something, someone black will be on the screen. They're like, oh my God, it's yeah. that guy. They did that to me all the time. Anytime there's like someone darker on like anything we're watching, they'd always be like, oh my God, it's Elias. <laughs> Everybody start laughing and dying. You know, you let to let roll with punches. And like, I honestly, like, I feel like when I first got into there, I felt so alienated from everybody else because i didn't know how i didn't like really think the same things they did i didn't pray i, I prayed different the different things like it just like it was just like a disconnect so i felt like i was a lot in, like in my life at school i didn't like going to school and i was always kind of distant from everybody so i never really mm-hmm. found school like super entertaining and i always loved being by myself so i was like whatever like these kids i like go from group to group to group let's talk, talking to random people certain people and then cut and i really really care about school and stuff like that yeah but as i got through the years and i grew up with all these kids it's like especially when I, even like going into colonel Irvin, like i had such a tight bond with everybody like honestly all those people feel like my family like we don't talk but if i saw them on the street i bet it feels like that for tlc too like the people you just grow up with is like they're literally your family like doesn't yeah, matter yeah, yeah. and yeah, i feel true. like i've adopted a lot of like the way they think and like just in certain stuff and the way they act mm-hmm. too because i know i feel like if i grew up around more Arabs, I'd be a little bit more aggressive. I used to be like really aggressive as a young, like a, a, like younger as a child, but for something like a lot of Asian kids are very like, they're funny and they like to joke around, but they don't like, they're not, they're not super physical. Physical. So you never, yeah. I never really got into physical altercations with anybody. It was a lot of like using your wits to joke around with a lot more people. So I feel like I have that kind of difference because I didn't grow up in those like, you know, like a, a mainly Arab or brown area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude, that's I never knew that. That's super interesting, dude. Was then, it going into? Actually, that's what I wanted to say too. Is like going into um, junior high, I didn't really hang out with that many like people who were not like like brown like me. Because even Turkish people, they're not that brown. I'm dark, like considering like they used to call me darky every time I went with the turkey. My grandma would be like, "You're my dark son." Everybody oh, would say I'm heck? dark, but then I go and meet other brown people, and it's like you know like. I feel this relation to a lot of you. And that's why I have respect for you, Murad, whatever, because like you guys still grew up in the same kind of area I did, you know? And I, yeah. I just like, cool meeting you guys when I first got in that kind of area. Just because, it, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah bro. I've, you're just taking me back to like those, those days. I'm just, I'm trying to think of how we met and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, dude, was it, was it cool? being in like all your mandarin classes and then coming to foods class and being with a bunch of brown kids <laughs> yeah honestly it's a, it's, a, it's a different change of pace it's like i feel like with my like especially as it went on in junior high i really like we everybody was kind of clicked up and everybody started yeah. finding like, their own little friend groups and you know i had ryan and jay and jj and we were like we're always like that tightening group Mm-hmm. But then I think going to food class or a class where I didn't have them and like talking to people like I didn't usually talk with was like super like taking me out of my comfort zone first. And then second, knowing like talking with these brown kids and they'll be like, oh, like they eat the same way I do. Oh, they do this. Like they can't eat this certain thing. It was like, oh, like I felt that kind of like like bond between there. Like Danny could probably eat whatever, but like, no, he's brown. He's <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shh, hey. Oh my God. Yeah. That's okay. Yo, is your cat a he or a she? He. Okay. I just need to know he just took a piss on my clothes. Yeah, I. 
this guy's literally mad. I'm literally watching him take a piss in front of me. He, he saw me do it. Like, he saw me. He's looking me dead in the eyes. You, okay, you know what? I'll, I'll deal with that later. Huh? You haven't trained him? I've, he's trained. I don't even know what he's doing. Then why is he pissing on your clothes? I literally don't know. I, I don't know. He t- literally pisses in the litter box all the time. I literally just cleaned his litter box. And now he's and now he's trying to hide it. Okay, you know, that's a that's a different issue. I, right. I literally, I'll just clean it later. <laughs> I can't deal with it right now. Thinks I don't see him. Um. Anyways, yeah, that's why I think it's different. It's a lot different. Just like being around different people and getting that kind of cultural shift. Because, like my 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 uncle is Pakistani, but like he's not my like blood relative, right? Like my aunt married a, a Pakistani guy. So oh yeah, I, yeah. It's, it's your aunt's husband. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I thought I was like, oh, like he's like, he's Pakistani. Like that's so cool, right? And also another story I have to tell is Ridwana. Yeah. What. I think it was grade six, probably grade six. We went to a camp. What camp was it? Camp Chief Hector. Oh, but, uh, yeah. What was it called? Eco School. Yeah. Yeah. Eco School. Eco School. Wait, you were there? I was there. We are all there. We all, we all are there. But like, dude, that's was, sick. I never knew you were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was fat, by the way. Five, grade no, five, grade weren't. six. I was fat. I don't remember that. Where's the yearbook? You have your, you have it? No, I don't have a yearbook. I have a picture of myself of me being fat, man. Well, hold up. I used to, I was fat. I was OB. Okay, let me explain. I'm 5'5", 150. Okay. I'm like, I'm fat. From, I'm, <laughs> Wait. I'm fat. I, I literally, I'm, I was what fat. The... Okay. So during that time, grade five, I yeah. found anime. Oh, wow. That's early. Summer, huh? That's early, bro. Yeah. And that's that every morning, there's like one chick I used to go talk to, and she watched Fairy Tale, right? I'm not going to tell her name because you know her. You know what I'm talking about. She was very oh, yeah. Oh, okay. You know, like I, I, we go, we became friends in grade five. Bro, I'm really obese, fat, whatever. She was just like, this fucking kid's annoying shit. One time she snitched on me to the teacher, bro. Literally, and snitched on me. No, no hesitation. And I made a joke. And like, I, I literally got a restraining order because I was an annoying fat kid. Listen, anyways, go on from there. Grade, okay. grade five, I'm fat. Grade six, I'm fat. People don't really know me. That summer of grade six, I lose bunch of weight going to grade seven i feel like, like so much more confident about myself and i started that summer playing basketball and honestly like Ooh, for me yeah. getting that confidence through sports was like a big thing because in grade five my grandfather passed away and my mom and like he was super sick during in grade five and my mm-hmm. mom and my grandma and everybody were looking after him and i was just like chilling in my room i like hid from everybody i literally didn't like like i don't i have a very low social energy so like in public and with my friends, I'm very vocal. But as soon as I get home, I'm dead. Like I don't, I don't talk to anybody. I'm, a, I'm away in my room. No one will ever see me. I could, they, they, I like come out of my room and they're like, "You've been here?" I'm like, "Yeah, I've been here." They're like, "You haven't come out for 18 hours." I'm like, "I don't, like I, I just live here, bro. Don't worry about me." Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I go, I, like during that time, I'm, f- I'm super overweight. And then grade six, I get on the basketball team. Just try out. My mom's like forced me to try out. I, for- I literally went there. They put me on basketball team. Like you could, you can be good, Mr. Chang. Shout out to Mr. Chang. That's the reason I play basketball. I think oh. basketball so serious. Oh really? Nice, dude. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, he just he told me like you have to work a lot harder, but you no, know, you could definitely have potential, and that really like drove me to like really want to play basketball. Mm-hmm. That coming into that grade seven year, I was super. Old. I I lost so much weight going into it because I started first. I started eating uh, after that chief, camp chief Hector time. I I saw Ridwana. At, a, at the cafeteria, bro. I went the most roundabout way to explain the story. Wait, wait, Ridwana, Camp Chief Hector. We were at 
we're at dining table. They had great food. Not gonna lie, that was some that was really good food. It was that fire, time. bro. Yeah. I was I was fire. But I look and then this little brown girl over there with the mustache is just eating by herself. Like, what's going on? Bro. <laughs> okay, like I don't understand. Like, like, why is she why is she there by herself? Like, and why does she get her own meal? Like, what the hell? I keep looking at her, and I'm like, two days go by. Finally ask her, I go, why why are you eating this? Like, what's going on? She's like, bro, I I have to eat halal. I'm Muslim. I was like, this is a story. What? Okay. Okay. <laughs> what is that, man? My mom. So my mom doesn't eat halal. My dad doesn't eat halal. It doesn't really matter to them. They, they, they grew up here. They're, my, my mom grew up here. My dad's immigrant, but you know, they don't really care in Turkey. Yeah. So it was never a big thing in my life. And I never understood what it meant. So, wow. It pushed me. I was like, halal. I'm like, I'm Muslim. What the hell is halal? Like, what is it for hijabis? Like, I don't understand. Like, what's going on here? So then I go home and I'm like, mom, like, what's halal? Like, I don't understand. Um, and she goes, she goes, um, no, like you have, like, usually Muslims eat halal. And she gave me like this brief rundown. I was like, I'm, I'm done. I can't. I'm like, no more. I like put my foot down. I would not eat any like non-halal meat. Yeah. Bro, my mom was pissed. She was pissed, but she, like, she, cause she, she's like, you don't pray five times a day, but you're going to start eating halal. Right. Like, that's what she was like saying. Where, yeah, where, yeah. where are you going off of it? Like that you can do this. Finally, after like, I, I was so stubborn. I literally wouldn't listen to anything she had said. And eventually, like now I just eat halal. Right. Like I, I grew to like, like, you know, I, that's why I, I first make food. Now I, I cook for myself. I lost so much weight. I, um, like I just, cause it was like, I was looking after everything I was eating. And that summer I went to Turkey and I fasted the entire summer and I was playing soccer and I was swimming and I lost so much weight. And I grew you were that young fasting. Holy crap. Yeah. And it, it was my, my family, my uh, family hated it. My Turkish family, they don't fast. They barely fast. Like they're, they, they say like the weather's hot. It was like, like 30, like five degrees in the summer. People are like, I'm not going to fast. That's tough. Okay. Damn. In Turkey, it's not in, especially where I'm from, um, where my dad's from. I'm not from there, but where my dad's from, it's yeah. like very European, uh, very U- European. Lots of uh, like people come over. It's so like you honestly, some and during the summer, there might be more Ukrainians and Russians than there are uh, Turkish people just because there's so many people that come there. So it's it's like full of Europeans and stuff that come over and Swiss, Swiss people come over a lot. Yeah. So it's like they're very used they're very like they don't like muslim girls not hijabis like it's so different out there it's they're way different than istanbul which all the arabs go to all the arabs love istanbul because then it's a little bit more like everybody's kind of closed up a little bit more and ankara everybody's yeah. a little bit more like that kind of like that but out there it's straight european it's like an hour away from coast greece which is like greece and you can see the you can see the area you can see the people walking in greece Oh, okay. what the heck is that close? Yeah, you literally, it's so close. It's like you can take a, you can take a, it's a one-hour boat ride. It's forty minutes by plane. Damn. Yeah. So that's why it's like it, for me, it's like fasting and doing all that stuff. Was like I'm pushing, like I was pushing out my comfort zone because I, I don't really see many people do this in my like normal day to day. Yeah. And honestly, me doing that, and honestly, I like I owe a lot to Rivana in that in that situation because yeah, if I never saw her or never understood that, I wouldn't be like how I am today. And I honestly, and me being more Muslim pushes my parents to be more Muslim too. So she gets double benefit from that. That's right? sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I explained my, it to her. But. Yeah, yeah. I remember you commented that on uh, the guest video with her. Dude, I did not know it was that deep. Dude, yeah. shout, shout out to shout out to Redwana, bro. 
yeah she, she the... like uh, it's a lot different because because just because of her too like uh i remember like uh, i had so much more respect for her too after that too like coming mm-hmm. into it you know i don't know I, I like i didn't really like you know i didn't know who she was right like we were really close friends during that time or whatever but just yeah. even like from afar i was like i respect this uh, I, I respect her so much <laughs> that's so sick bro <laughs> so nosy anyways bro yeah. all black is dope too all black cat i barely see i hate people hate getting black cats what's My up with grandma that hates him but his undercoat is all white but he's oh, black really? outside yeah He's black, all black on the outside. You pull back his fur, and it's all white. Wait, it's what? A, what like? What breed? is it called? Yeah, Rag, what breed? Ragdoll and like some like I don't know mixed breed. I don't know. His yeah. mom's a whore. His dad's purebred. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Dude, uh, two hundred bucks. I've had a ragdoll two hundred. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, cheaper than a dog. All right, and dogs are haram anyway, so whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get a dog. Haram halal. I'll get a dog when he went, but it's going to be like a big dog. It's going to be a Kangal. It's like this Turkish dog. It's a big dog because you can have hunting dogs, but you cannot see what have. That looks like. How do you spell it? Kangal. Oh, so K- Kangal K- shepherd dog. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found it. Damn, dude, this thing has like a huge, what is it called? Like the mouth thing. Jaw? Teeth? I don't know. But... Mouth thing? <laughs> <laughs> i don't know like like the mouth? beak or whatever the hell it's called I oh know. yeah i don't i don't understand i understand yeah it's i think it's just called the mouth i don't know what it's called but yeah, yeah. No, snout big... snout snout that's snout the word yeah that's yeah, yeah. yeah freaking snout is huge that's dope dude big dogs are nice yeah but i'm, I'm more of a cat person mm, I, I like cats they're more they have so much more personality but this guy's literally a menace he's actually a menace wait you're you're saying cats have more personality yeah way more personality you serious? They, they, okay, so like dogs, they'll love you wherever. You give them a treat, they'll come, they'll bark, they'll be like, whoa, what? Like, you know, dogs, you can't get that much variation in dogs. Bro, my cat comes on me in the middle, comes on top of me in the middle of the night, meows in my face. If I try to pet him, he puts his hand on my hand and just like pushes it down. He's just like, no, don't touch me. And then he just the walked away. He literally is human. He literally is a human. I don't understand. He literally <laughs> opened, you know how to open my door. He literally opens my door and goes from the food. handle when it's closed. Yeah, I don't understand. I haven't Stop. figured out You're how lying. he can get it, bro. I, I, I caught him. <laughs> He's on the top of my dresser. I, it's impossible. My, I, I can't even man? show you. Like, my dresser's like so high. He just on top of it. This guy's literally demon. I don't. It doesn't matter. I mean, I, black cats are actually gin. I don't. You, you actually know this. I kind of messed up. But that's why my grandma's so scared. My grandma won't even look at him bro like he'll, he'll come out she starts yelling get him out get him out <laughs> well, your, your grandma, my grandma too well your grandma your grandma lives with you right yeah yeah oh, and right. she won't look at him. she won't look at him bro i she he walks out he starts going crazy and then he actually listens to her she, he'll she'll be like no go inside your room and then he and sprint inside his room and stuff what the and then he just knocks us off yo Chill out. It's okay. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Back to the podcast here. Um, okay. I know you <laughs> I know you talked about how you know you talked about the with with, with Islam, you weren't you weren't that informed about like our our religion and stuff, right? But like you're biracial, you're Turkish and something else, which 
yeah whatever is complicated right <laughs> okay uh, so you're asking that right yeah what um wh- how has oh, that like affected yeah. you like being biracial or biracial so biracial mm, in turkey i'm not turkish in canada i'm not canadian wherever my mom's from my mom is from i'll get i'll, I'll actually explain that part right now so my All mom right. is smiley okay so she they're shia and they're they've always been persecuted. They came all the way from Iran. They're in Iran. My great 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 grandfather was like in Iran. Then they went yeah. to India, and then they got kicked out of India for being Muslim. So then they went to East Africa, and then the black people kicked them out of East Africa for being brown, because they said that. So we had a bunch of like farms lands, and we were very rich in Africa because when we came there, like our we came with nothing, and my great grandfather was like in Madagascar, and oh, wow, what the heck. Yeah, and my my mom my grandma's side was in Tanzania, and they speak Farsi. They speak uh no, what do they speak? What's it called? Uh, I don't know African language. Don't worry about it. Um, then <laughs> they grew up there. Like my great grandma and everything grew up in Africa and had eighteen kids and whatever. And mm-hmm. like what like at the age of like fifteen, but <laughs> but you know they lived their life there, right? And um, they had a bunch of like big farmlands and were very rich and doing very well for themselves after coming after escaping like uh india yeah and right like right when things were going well the they they follow the same thing of as apartheid as south africa and they start kicking out all the brown people so i have a bunch of family in the uk and australia and some in australia some in texas and then some and some all over like all over canada and they kicked out yeah. and, uh, a bunch of us, killed one of the youngest brothers, one of our, like one of my grandpa's, grandfather's youngest brothers. Well, there's 18 of them, whatever. There's enough of them. Too many of them anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's oh like, God. you know, then you get to the point where it's like, you know, my grandma, like, oh, she low-key, she's a little bit, she's a little racist. But it's like, you know, I, I understand why she's racist. She's like, <laughs> black people did kick her out of Africa. <laughs> like, she's like, bro. So my family's so angry about that. My, like, my older family is pretty angry about that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a big issue because we we lost, I think we lost not just like uh, uncle, but like a, uh, not just a, what, gruncle? Grand, grandfather's uncle, whatever. You know, just not just a yeah, uncle, yeah, yeah. A lot of, we lost a couple of family members when they were escaping but they yeah but then they came here and they they're doing good for themselves now and they figured it out they came during my grandpa worked on like the canadian like canadian railroad and all that oh really what the heck wow right so wait so your parents sorry which your 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 your, so your mom was born here mom was born here but aunties and stuff were born in tanzania damn okay so you're like a second generation canadian yeah, um, not first. Yeah, kind of. Like second, That's so dope. I'm a second and a first because my dad's an immigrant. Oh, you're so you're a uh, one half, uh, one and a half. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Dude, yeah. I never knew that. Damn. Mm-hmm. And then you know what? Also, cool. what I want to say is like, uh, you know, the Shia and you know, I see a lot of the I see a lot of the values they they hold and stuff that I can understand how through culture and. Uh, of passing down religion how shia like ism forms between the cultures because yeah a lot of people like when you when you read the quran and you go down through the messages it's like it's very clear on its on what happens and how you like you know like how you should pray and what you should do but when people don't have access to that information and you kind of follow culturally 
like there's a lot of like when i go to like i like i went i've been to a couple times to where they pray like, as she is like where she has pray yeah and the way they pray is so similar but then it has like different roots in like everywhere they've been so everywhere they've been they take some part of religion from that area they they sit crisscross and they and they sing uh prayers about allah but it's like they don't say the duas they say the duas to start off the main people will say the duas and it's like you understand how like twisted it almost became just going down and it's like if it was someone was passing it's like playing a game of telephone and it comes down to this point yeah and now in the age where you have so much information i'm able to and i'm able to actually pick which i was able to pick at a young age my mom and my dad didn't force me i was able to pick if i would be shunni shia and i chose to be sunni i feel like personally i choose to be sunni i i understand a lot of the shia values and they go i'm gonna kill um uh, (laughs) i understand a lot of shia values and I understand yeah. their sense of community. Their sense of community and helping each other is very big because they've escaped, they've ran away from a lot of people persecuting them, and they're very forward thinking. They've part they always think of Sharia law, like that's how that's their kind of mentality for why they change certain things. Yeah, like they pray three times a day, don't pray five times a day. They but then it's like now that you're in it in time where it should be accepted, I feel like a lot of I don't like I don't want to be controversial, like controversial all the shias and everything but i feel like it's a time where it's like good time to read the quran because like how many shias have actually read the quran how many times can you go in and say like i understand prophet ali was a not not prophet muhammad's uh like prophet muhammad was such a big uh figure for us but for them it's ali right yeah yeah yeah. right and um he he's a he's a big figure for us too but we don't trace down the bloodline as much as they do because in my mind prophet muhammad always said that he wasn't he was our prophet but he always said that he wasn't as important as a gift from allah as the quran was because the the christians had their miracle which was jesus and we still believe in jesus right Isa. Yeah. but now we ha- our miracle has always been the quran it's always right we read through it we're supposed to know it like the back of our hand right and if you keep going down the cultural practices it's like okay like at what point is this a like a a fun meeting between friends and what point is this prayer like when i go like that's like my kind of thoughts but yeah yeah, yeah. makes sense and i understand and then i don't like i don't want them ever to be persecuted for their beliefs and everything but there has to be a change in that kind of area too but that's also my other point where i want to bring up is the the difference between cultures between not just between like shias and sunnis between like pakistanis and arabs arabs and turks turks and like moroccans and stuff like the like the north northern africans northern africans are like crazy bro like they some of them practice black magic like i don't even like (laughs) and as you go on and you look at like the state of the world it is today and you know you'll see white people go what we see we see ukraine right now and they're white, blue-eyed, and they'll get their help they need, and people will send them every penny they can. And they and the only reason this is happening is because they need a war right now because the vaccine, like not not the vaccine, COVID happened. Economies are in very bad shape right now. Then you wonder why is Ukraine fighting against one of the world's superpowers that are on their border? Why would they want to get into that disagreement? People are like, but you. you Russia took over Kiev, right? Russia, yeah. Russia, you know how much money Ukraine owes Russia? 
they gave they, they you know why there was no military action when Russia came to Kiev? They gave right, them right. Kiev. Obviously, they gave them Kiev. Kiev. And you see, like you're like, why is there a war happening right now? Russia charges extra for gas and oil because consum- oil consumption they they've been ma- making less oil. Okay, like actually have been making less oil, and that's why gas prices have been going up for a while. Yeah, producing now, less. Yeah, yeah, producing less oil. Right, like they're 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 not not digging up as much oil. They're trying to slow it down so like the prices go up because people aren't consuming as much oil right now. And then when consumption went up, they still didn't make more oil because then they could charge more, and they're still charging more. And now it's skyrocketed. And who's benefiting? Russia's benefiting from it to like to an extent because they're keeping it from us and they're raising it all over. They have a control. They have a big control on oil. And then you have America, who's Wait, aren't they sending weapons? Don't they manufacture weapons? Isn't it crazy that now that, that Ukraine needs weapons from America and that now we're sending over and now Ukraine owes us something? So you know, this will happen. And then and don't think that it's weird that the Ukraine's president doesn't doesn't like you know try to do this politically. Like, no, I'm going to NATO. That's why he said, I'm going to NATO. Russia can't stop us. I'm go- and then Russia invaded. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's because they need a war in the area. Russia's going to go in. They're going to put in their own leaders, right? There'll be a, I'm not, I'm not saying this is the Ukrainian people are in it. I know they're going to suffer because of all this. They're doing the yeah. same thing they did to Iraq. They're going to do the same thing. They said they found weapons of mass destruction in Ukraine. That's what Russia oh, said. Oh, no. WMD. Uh, they're going to go out the same playbook that America's going down. And I see it happening. And they're going to put in their own leaders. There's going to be civil wars. It's going to take a long time for Ukraine to co- recover after this. It's, this war shouldn't take as long as it has been. People are like, Ukraine's doing so good. Bro, if Russia wanted to, they can move in in 24 hours, bro. It doesn't matter, but they're taking their time because they need this to drag out. Make some money for the economy. Get some money flowing, you know? Yeah, war yeah, makes man. money for economies. Yeah. <laughs> bro, you know your stuff, man. I, I know. Not, I don't know any about this. Like, I don't, I don't know like, much about this. But I, I, the reason I say that is what's happening in Ukraine is happening all over the Middle East and it's going to keep yeah. happening in the Middle East. And the thing that is, is like, if one day America got up and bombed Turkey, people would just be like, oh, it's Turkey. Like they're, they're a terrible place. Like they deserve it. Like what am I going to do? And then like the only way I ever see that not being an issue is if there's like, a, like the Middle East has more unison and more like there's a little bit more trade between us they say they would open up the muslim brotherhood between pakistan iran and turkey but the thing is that's why i want to bring up cultures is there's so much difference between our cultures we are all the same we all maybe 90 percent of the middle east is muslim probably there's a lot actually more christians than people think probably more than probably less than 90 percent. yeah but majority is muslim yeah you're muslim, muslim, muslim majority let's just say that yeah but even then Turkish people are not like Arabs. I hate Arab food. It looks like our food. It looks like Turkish food. I'm like, oh, I'm just get so excited. I'm like, oh my god, baklava. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> and I eat it, and then and it just tastes like rose water. And I just want to like whip it out the door and like throw it on the ground and stomp on it. Like I hate these people. And they play. They make dolma and or uh, I don't know what they call it. Dolma. I don't know. It's Greeks say they make the same thing, and everybody's copying each other in that all area and whatever. But there's a difference culturally, food-wise, and they go, why aren't people like, yeah, of course we're going to help Ukraine. Why don't other Middle East countries help, like, Palestine and stuff? Another Middle East country moves in there. First, it depends on what kind of Middle East country. Are they olive oil 
uh, Arab or are they, uh, you know, petro, like petrol Arab, okay? Like, it depends on that, too. Because the petrol Arabs are all run by America. It doesn't matter. They're just there for the money. They don't care about us. Don't care about yeah. them. They're, they're the people that should be doing the most, but they're the worst. So, so Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, terrible. Terrible. They can say they're Muslim all they want. They don't know anything. But, oh, my God, bro. Pissing me off. Yeah, pissing me off the most. Because they're just in the pockets of America. And the thing is, they have to be. Because if they don't, any leader that's like, we won't be, we won't associate ourselves with America. It was crazy. When, how did a leader die again? That's what we're going to ask the next day. This, this, it's going to keep happening. <laughs> yeah. they, people, people will be like, you know, you know, like people will be like, you know, there's no, there's no women's rights in the Middle East. There's no, there's no LGBTQ rights in the Middle East. Okay. You know, and they're like, it's obviously because these people are Muslim, you know, Muslims are terrible people. And that's where a lot of our stereotypes come from. But you know what allows that kind of mental like adjustment we're in where we have the benefit of being in a society that's able to fight for our rights without like having to fight back against where we're not ruled by kings we're able yeah. to be in a democracy but all the only reason there's so many kings in the middle east is because the britain britain moved in and put their own kings in so they oh yeah have, they screwed everything up <laughs> so it's like like people i, I told people like i'm gonna go to pakistan i was like why are you into desert Pakistan is one of the most beautiful countries in the world, bro. Like, you don't understand. But there's so much fighting and conflict in the area, and there's always going to be conflict in the area because anytime there's peace or stability anywhere in the Middle East, let's not even say Pakistan, let's say like anywhere, it, it will always be interrupted. Yemen is right now in the middle of a proxy war, right? Like, how how would that ever stop? Like, how, how could that ever stop when people... because people won't don't want it to stop america doesn't want it to stop america wants control in the region so they put israel there you think they care you think they care that much that people are dying no they like do what you want i need control in the area and it's always going to be like that because anytime they let muslim people come back from that it's not going to be pretty it won't be ever be pretty because there's no way you can look at all this bloodshed that you've done to us you've made us go through you can never look at that and be like no we're okay now we're, we have, we're okay now. We can, thank, God, thank you for letting us go and not being our masters anymore. But I'm like, I keep thinking, I'm like, how would this ever change? How would this ever change without America being the ones to be like, we put our own people in, now there's no more wars and everything. And then it has to be bigger countries in the area stepping up and start taking control of the region. Saudi Arabia needs to do something, bro. Saudi Arabia can never. Do some, something good. There's too much money in the world. They would never do anything. That it can, they can never do they're 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 the reason this ummah is a lot really messed up and a lot of middle east is messed up and they're the reason that a lot of wars are being fought there and people will go syria these damn brown sand monkeys are all um <laughs> destroying destroying the land out there like what are we gonna do is kill them all but you're like oh is it crazy that they're shooting each other with american weapons like i don't know man you have americans yeah, dying in the hands true. of american weapons so you know and then you know you know they'd be like nato's nato's like if ukraine is like getting invaded if they're part of nato we would have sent them all our weapons blah 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 turkey has been asking for weapons from um france and they will not send them weapons turkey will not is not able to buy weapons from france anymore turkey's pissed you know where turkey's buying weapons from russia russia yeah 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 because russia and turkey are like they're Very like close. allied right yeah yeah and the thing is, is that you have to be careful. The thing is, I don't want to be on the wrong. Like, people, people will be like, you know, China and Russia are bad. America is just as bad. 
but you're just in the middle of all this and i'm like i have no loyalty to any of these countries countries are just countries <laughs> ruled by ruled by whoever not even not even turkey not even turkey i'm not i'm like i'm turkish but like i'm not going there they'll be like you're not turkish you know get to back to canada like you know like you're a traitor you know what i'm saying yeah i don't even feel canadian <laughs> i won't fight for canada I'll leave go swim i'll go like live in the jungle i don't care okay. <laughs> like, i hear nuclear weapons nuclear weapons like bro i don't care i literally you know winnipeg will be the first place to be hit if there's ever nuclear weapons uh, I, what's a, the source there's a, reason, there's a reason um it's like our national defense thing is in winnipeg or something oh, i don't what remember the hell? Yeah, it's like apparently nuclear. Apparently, it'd be aimed at Winnipeg first, though, which is weird because our dentless most densely populated area, probably Toronto. Or, yeah, they yeah. don't want to miss into the sea. They probably hit Winnipeg, and you know, like the radiation. Would well, kill at least that's not us, bro. That's like two provinces away. We're good. We're good. We're running away into none of it. <laughs> be safe. Oh Live my god, this. disgusting, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't know. I just keep feel like I feel like that's why I bring up culture is that in that we are all so different because we've ha- there's so much history in the Middle East. It's not like Canada and America and all these other kind of, and like these white people countries. It's like their very their history is very new. Like Europe, Europe, Europe. Even then, is like so much history. Canada and America, America, we have no history. We have like what hundredth birthday was just a couple years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Generations and generations of hate towards the different groups and different people. Like you killed my great 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 grandfather. Word word word. You guys make the same food as me, but it's worse. Pakistani food, fire. I have to say. Really, bro. Thanks. My uncle is a chef, and it's like one of the some of the best food I've ever had. It's like his, oh, your restaurant. your aunt's husband, that aunt's guy. Aunt, yeah. Oh, word. He's like he's a very good cook, bro. What uh, uh, which which uh, foods has he made for you? Um, if you know the dal, name, butter chicken, um, lamb chops, uh, chicken pakora or chicken tikka, fish pakora, just a lot. Of, Those are around. fire, bro. Biryani. Yeah, his biryani is really good. My grandma makes really good biryani, biryani too. But this, that's the also thing. My grandma, like my my our like my grandma's food, like this smiley food, is not Indian. Okay, because the spices are way different. It's not yeah. even close to Pakistani food, right? It's such a lighter taste. It's like a lot lighter taste, and she uses a lot of African spices. So, like, even her living in like Africa changed her, like the way our our recipes. Like her butter chicken, yeah. green, bro. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Like, ah. <laughs> yo, I need <laughs> to try that. Huh? It's weird. I need to I try know. that green. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. I was like, I saw it. I was like, are you, are you sure it's not spoiled? Like, what's going on? Like, it's so shocked. <laughs> like, anytime I buy chicken, it's always at my uncle's restaurant, right? And she made it for me. And I was like, what the hell? She's like, we make it all the time. And she makes samosas. Her samosas are like crazy. But they're nothing like she Indian. She makes samosas? Yeah. Bro, isn't that hard as hell? She like wakes up in the morning and makes samosas. She freezes them and then I just defrost them and eat, make, fry them. That's whenever. so sick. Yeah, she makes food like every day. And then she makes up and makes mani and roti and everything in the mornings every morning she said that she used to do that in africa like for the village like she'd wake yeah. up and she'd make bread for everybody and then they would dot they'd give it out to everybody like in her in their like thing that's weird that's sick bro so, so cooking and like baking is like that that's like kind of like rooted in your family right to so an extent yeah i think with my grandma especially my my dad's my dad's mom uh, like may god rest her soul but she cannot cook bro <laughs> <laughs> no wait, wait, wait. So, so do you think that you're, I guess like, bro, you, 
you are you make good food i've seen the i've seen you remember your private story a couple yeah, couple months yeah. ago a couple of months back bro you make good looking food so do you think that that is like like your family has influenced that and to what extent do you think to, so i think for sure my mom influenced that because my mom so my mom really loved like cooking for everybody so when you said like when we saw when we used to when my dad used to bring people over she'd make big feasts and i'd always help her and i'd be like i made it all and i'd always like i'll be always in the kitchen with my mom yeah and I kind of waned away from cooking, you know, I like make eggs for myself in the morning. I used to wake up and make my mom eggs and like do all that kind of stuff for her. Yeah. And I think I kind of, I never really like pushed myself to make like lunch and dinner. And then Ramadan came one time and I just, I just really, I like really was craving, like, especially cause I was eating halal during that time. And I just, I was really craving like, like burgers and all this like, really heavy stuff and I, I can't you know you can't just go to regular like mcdonald's and get a burger anymore i didn't really like mcdonald's when i could but i'm just saying like as that example yeah. and i started making my own stuff and bro i made shit food i was garbage bro i was like like bad but the thing is i would eat it because it was my own cooking and it's like i knew it was bad i wouldn't give it to anybody but i'd eat it and i'd finish it i'd finish my plate always because for some reason when i make bad food but i i know what i made it's like I'm okay with it being bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And as like as you start making bad, like bad food, you start getting like the idea of like what 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 you did wrong and kind of thing. And you just trial and error it and learn from that. Like, yeah. I have to tell you, like fasting like an entire day and then having a terrible meal is so sad. <laughs> I tried making this Turkish dish. Okay, it's called iskender. It's um pita bread with this like shawarma almost. Okay. Yeah. Which Turkish people made shawarma don't care what anybody says doner doner means to spin okay it's literally turkish word these people are all wrong arabs don't understand arabs I'm, i literally have beef with arabs i don't even care i was like, <laughs> I was literally like bro your guys food sucks um i'm gonna get jumped <laughs> get some dislikes for that bro <laughs> no it's my opinion don't worry you can find my hate you can give me my hate mail but okay okay like, they the way turkish people make shawarma is like really good like, there's no sauces we don't do ketchup or anything. We like don't do any kind of sauce. It's just yeah. the meat. It's in the and tomato, lettuce, pickles, or um, spicy peppers and pickles. But it's like the spicy peppers are like these are whole peppers, and you eat them on the side while you're eating it. Oh, so it's not actually in it. Okay, yeah. It's like the meat is like just so good because what they do is they layer it right. They layer like fresh meat, and then they put a lamb a thing of lamb fat at the top. And they let it spin for hours and hours. Like they take their time with it. People here don't know what they're making because first of all, a lot of people come here and they're not chefs in their countries, but they miss their own food. So they start making their own food here. You know what I'm saying? And you eat like, you eat like some shawarma. I'm like, what the hell is this? Like what, what's going on here, man? You don't know how to make food. Like you're killing me right now. And they, they fast cook it. And then what they do is they cut it and then they put it onto a stove and they start chopping it up. I'm like, what is going on? So they're not doing it properly. Yeah. They're not doing it properly. You're supposed to do the slices of meat and it's supposed to like, it's supposed to take hours because it makes the meat really tender. And it's so mm-hmm. hard. Anyways. So I made the dish. I'm trying to make the dish, bro. I'm not a chef. I, I understand how they feel. I understand how I felt like Arab. Okay. Like the food was terrible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I had the meat and I, I, I trushed it for some reason. And I put it onto the pita. And you usually have it with yogurt and a nice, like, like a spicy pepper on the side. And they pour yeah. 
tomato sauce like there's like tomato sauce and then they pour butter like just straight butter on top of the <laughs> what the hell and bro, this food is like literally you eat it and you just want to go to bed after but it's so good like it's so good and um so where can i find I this make it, you right you have to go to turkey or germany germany there's a lot of turkish people not here at all in calgary no, at all no here. Turkish, turkish people here and yeah, <laughs> there's one guy but he doesn't his food is okay um, i don't want to come after me but okay okay uh, <laughs> um so i tried making it because I, I really missed it this one lady actually here actually made it for me she's uh she's from a little bit farther she's from closer to she's closer she's like middle of turkey i'm like outskirts of turkey yeah and i'm eating it like this is garbage I didn't know what I did. I didn't cook the meat long enough. I didn't do something. And he's like, it's just tough. And I'm like trying to like look cutting into it. I'm just like eating it. it was, my eyes were so red when I was eating it. Bro. It was so sad. <laughs> and then today True. I tried to make brisket. Bro, like I, it, it gets better. Like I made some really good dishes. Like I made um, a couple nights ago. What was it? It was like um hot honey, like fried chicken. It was really good. I, I wait, wait, I, wait, wait. Repeat that. What was it? Hot honey fried chicken. Bro, hold up. Check Snapchat for a second. <laughs> honey fried chicken. Hot honey fried chicken. No, no, no. Wait, wait. Just, just, just look on Snapchat. Is this what you're talking about? Explain this. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> But fire, you're your hater first of all everybody this like, is disgusting i got hate, hate mail for that but that's what, what he's talking about is the chicken and waffles bro my chicken and waffles i made those waffles by hand and it was savory okay they're all savory everything was savory the chicken was super spicy and then you pour maple syrup on top of it to get and it was just super crunchy bro that show was bro you fire. need help <laughs> that is never so disgusting no. you're immigrant you've never had chicken and waffles it's okay but as you if you go to america this is literally american staple it's an american thing it's an american thing bro you that's that makes it 10 waffles. times worse that's freaking disgusting bro <laughs> oh god <laughs> this is from this is from your ramadan uh yeah. thing <laughs> i made it for my family bro I, I i had faith in that recipe and everybody liked it so well dude it just looks terrible but whatever your your oh, other no. things are fire here, let me tell you a story. Okay, you know Nor? Uh, yeah, yeah. Male one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. He he tells me that he made brownies for Ramadan for his family, <laughs> and but instead of using sugar, he used salt. Are you serious, bro? <laughs> oh and my god! Was waiting for it at the end of the day, and they literally <laughs> they were so angry. And he, had to eat it, he ate it all because he didn't want to waste the food, but it was so bad. <laughs> it's so tough. Like, because it's honestly like during Ramadan, that's like the time it would happen. Because what are you gonna do? Taste the salt and see if it's salt or sugar? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can't, yeah, because yeah. yeah, you're fasting. <laughs> Bro. Know, like, it's, it's hard. It honestly, like, I don't know, Ramadan cooking is hard. One time when I was little, I was fasting, like my mom was fasting, and she's making me food because I was like whatever hungry. And then she goes, I'm like, oh. Uh, how's the soup? And she tries it. She was so angry with me. <laughs> oh my god! Look <laughs> <in> my phone. <laughs> I mean, it's okay then, right? Because like, yeah. you, it's it's not. She it's said not it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She told yeah, me. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. 
but yeah it's cooking is definitely a process and it, people want to learn and it's honestly like if you take your time like um like when i first started cooking i didn't mess up at all because everything i did was recipes right oh, yeah. now i do it by feeling you know like i'm like i feel like this would be good and that'd be good chuck it all together it'll see what happens and if it fails it fails i eat it all it doesn't fail and whatever today i made a brisket terrible i looked up this recipe that i didn't i usually go with my like i usually go with my heart i cook with my heart man okay i look at this recipe good. they're like they're like sear 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 cook for 40 minutes under pressure cooker and you're in because i have an air fryer right and i was like yeah. oh okay like you know this sounds pretty cool like i'll try it and i did all the seasoning and whatever I look, I'm like, something smells like it's burning. I open it up where all the water is evaporated. Literally everything's burning. I was, my, <laughs> my eyes were so red. Then I get like, I poured a bunch more water and they put some beef, like beef bouillon or whatever. And the water, leftover water after it was done cooking was really good. Okay. I made rice with that fire, poured it into oh, like, okay. leftover into the rice and I cooked the rice and it's like a flavored rice. It's really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Beef brisket, very tough not tender at all i should have cut up the fat cap i rushed it bad idea i'm never going to follow that recipe again it said easy beef beef brisket nothing easy is ever good that's what you have to learn nothing oh easy. yeah good things Honestly, come, come hard right that that sounds very wrong but <laughs> <laughs> gotta edit that out uh, but yeah yeah i think cooking is like cooking is very I think cooking, knowing your like own country's dishes or even your family's dishes, because I have a I have a killer cheesecake recipe passed down through generations already. You make desserts too, bro. I have to. Well, yeah, Not I'm just gonna entrees. Oh, these shorties gonna have to eat something, dude. Yeah, bro. You gotta send me some. <laughs> yeah, okay. It was like yeah, we have like a family recipe for cheesecake, but uh, my grandma used, it came from my grandma. My grandma doesn't even remember the recipe. My mom's passing down to me. Now I know it. Never giving this, but <laughs> yeah, uh, cooking is. I think knowing either through family or even like your mom or dad, yeah, because your mom probably does. I don't know if you're in your family, but most of the time, people's moms do a lot of cooking, and it's like kind of it's time to spend time with your mom, and it's also kind of know what they know, like kind of see what they know, how they cut the fruit. Do they cut it in their hands or do they? Oh, brown mom, yeah, cutting in yeah. their hands. <laughs> really, yeah. like, you're literally a menace. How do you not? Yeah, bro. And you know how like brown moms like like touch things on the stove just straight up with their hands, no spatula or anything? My grandma Lily wakes every time she makes bread in the morning, she throws a thing on, flips it with her hand, and then tucks it on. I'm like, what are you doing? How do they do that, bro? I, I don't understand. <laughs> literally, like literally a menace. I'm just God, why? You don't have to do this. Why do you hurt yeah. your... I don't know. Mm. Brown moms have some, something else, bro, in their hands, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cooking is whatever. That's dude, men cooking. That that's something we need to start. And you, yeah, you're right. on the, you're you're already on the train. So it's a it's a basic. I feel like it's a basic human. Like yeah, it's a human thing to know. And also like it's like along with knowing uh, for everybody. I feel like everybody should do a couple things in their life. Learn how to cook, take biology, and take biology. Oh, third one. I'll think about the third one. I'll tell you when I think about it. Okay. Take biology. Let me explain why I say take biology. Anti -vaxxer, I took bio... I guess. Huh? For the anti-vaxxers? No. Anti-vaxxers, whatever. That, that help you with the anti-vaxxer argument. I think it's very important to know for the future. One, designer babies, gene editing, 
how we're on the cusp of literally playing God, okay, with with our own genes. Yeah. We can we're at the point where we can almost cure cancer. Like this Pfizer vaccine is the way they'll cure cancer. Because a we'll cancer that's true. <laughs> I'll mark your words. <laughs> hey, wait. Um cancer cancer is uh your body making a cell that can't be killed and eventually takes uh, too much nutrients from you. you can't and you try to cut it out but it's replicated itself too fast you die whatever yeah yeah you can program a cell to kill itself okay by injecting it with a certain thing and it would literally get rid of the cancer in your body it would find every single thing that matched that same dna code get rid of it out of your body you could literally cure cancer and that's how they will kill cure cancer that's what the cure to cancer will be but with that, it's also a cure to autism. It's a gene. It's a gene passed down through many people where um, it's hereditary. Sometimes it's hereditary. Sometimes it's by like you know, it's just how you're born. But if you can, in, you can change that in a baby before it's born that they do not have that gene or that gene doesn't register, and it actually produce and actually the body naturally fixes itself. It's CRISPR. You, I know you probably heard of that. Maybe who viewers have probably heard of that. I haven't heard of it actually. There's <laughs> a, a video about it by um Kurzot or whatever. They're like the this German German YouTube channel, but they're like really like it's very important, I think, for everybody to know this. Because in yeah. the future, we could get to a point where autism special like you could we, we wouldn't have special needs kids because you could already make sure your kid isn't like that from out the womb. They wouldn't come out. You can uh, make sure your kid has perfect vision blue eyes blonde hair you could choose anything <laughs> blue eyes blonde hair <laughs> yeah, I'm saying, that's like that's like i don't know maybe hitler comes back i don't know maybe he just wants that but i'm saying like you can make your kid a certain height if, if they could isolate the gene that makes people tall they can honestly they can make sure that your kid is tall they can make your kid glow in the dark for all they care but it's like but then you get to the point where it's like in the future like will that be the technology is very cheap you can actually buy it on amazon Okay, you probably don't know how to use it, but you could probably buy it, conject yourself, whatever. Okay. I think, yeah, the gene editing stuff you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, very, yeah we, I think very, we talked about it in my bio class, actually. Yeah, and we talked, yeah, that's why I remember it. And I, I was looking into it with a couple other videos. And whatever. I kind of get the gist of it. I, I'm, I don't know. I'm probably someone taking biology probably knows more than I do, right? But like, I think about the actual logistics of it. It's like, Will they make the, will they make the technology is not expensive, but the doctors that do it will charge a fee for sure. Oh, to make a bunch then, of money. So, so then what happens in the future? Do we have poor people that are poor because they're actually genetically disadvantaged compared to rich people? Are rich people going to have the best looking people or be the best looking people in the world in the future? Will, will everybody be designer babies? And, but you don't like, let's say you don't, you decide to have a natural birth. Like you don't want your kid to, you know, you just want you to marry your wife and whatever comes out, comes out. Allah decides. But your kid's like yeah. five, four freak in class full of like six, like six, three Jack, uh, Jack kids. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, you know, like it's like you're literally you're literally breeding the perfect kid. And there's a story about this. I think you should look it up. It's, I told my friends about it. I've been literally spouting it to everybody. It's called All's Tomorrow or All, so all Tomorrow's or All's Tomorrow. I think it's All Tomorrow's. It's all a creepy ass thing, bro. It's about like alien. It's like saying that aliens created a like create like it's the story about how aliens created us a long time ago. Okay, they put us in. They they already they like played God. They put us onto Earth to like mine the resources of all of space. Okay, 
we finally, in the future, we get so advanced that we take over the solar system, entire solar system arms. We genetically modify our bodies to last longer through space travel, go through like a hibernation sleep, and we can go to anywhere in the universe, the space wars, whatever, all this stuff happens. But then we get to a point where we're two, they, they're watching us behind like a black curtain and they come back and they take everything we've have. They start editing our genes and make us into actual animals. Like they make our tongue so long that we're like, we're, we're like some people like big and their tongue's super long. So like they're, and they can, they act like elephants. They make people like certain people into fish. They make, they take away certain people's eyes. The people that fought back the most against the alien invasion, they made them into bottom feeders that eat shit, but they're still so cognitive, but the only way they can survive is to eat the alien shit. (laughs) It's a fucked up story, but it's like, it's to an extent where it's like, honestly, we they could probably fuck up a person that bad to where, you know, like they're literally like a monster, you know, coming out the womb because you don't know. Like science is going to get science will get to a point where it's so accurate that you can make designer babies. But it's like, until I understand, you could probably like make someone so deformed that they even wouldn't be considered human. It's yeah, so no. weird, right? dude, you saying that yeah. it's making me think about the countries and and organizations and people that will misuse this. Yeah, and like make but like China. Like, I don't think so China's already doing this to their people, bro. You're oh, gonna start probably, seeing them. China starts winning too many Olympics. I'm like, hey, yo, <laughs> bro, they they they're already doing crazy things to to our people, man. Imagine what what else they're doing. I know that's why it's scary to an extent, and I think everybody should take a biology like should have took biology in high school. That's like high school level biology. That's what I know. Like you know, I'm not taking uni. I'm not like these people are gonna become doctors or scientists, right? I think it's good to be it's not good to be scientifically illiterate in those things because the world's moving at such a fast pace and like i don't know like to what extent you can really change like you know stop that because people want to cure cancer people want to stop diseases we won't have vaccinations like we have now we will literally be able to change the genetic makeup of your dna to where uh you would have the virus in your system but that virus couldn't connect to any of your parts we could they they thought they've already talked about doing this to fly flies or like mosquitoes that transfer malaria oh yeah they could you see, have you seen that like they could change one thing to make sure the malaria like gene doesn't bond or malaria um virus doesn't bond and it could go through t- like four generations literally it would take like two years and the flies wouldn't be able to transfer malaria to people and people wouldn't would literally stop dying of malaria and so after the, the four generations are done, that that malaria would be eliminated. Yeah, but it's going to take four months because fly, I think four months are like, like it's over a year, like four months to a year. It's a very short period of time because flies have, have um, reproduced very fast and they die very yeah. quick. Okay, so we can go through and it would literally, you'd release like a group of it, but they don't know how, what other things could happen. They're trying, they're trying in very like, like low things, but like, let's say Small trials, make a super, yeah super mosquito that can never die it lives forever and then like eats all the crops <laughs> attacking people like, that'd be crazy like there's nothing you could do to stop that yeah so that's also another thing that they like they like to what extent can humans play god and what extent should we that should be that should be illegal it's gonna be another big point in the future especially like during our time maybe even our kids time maybe our not even like it for sure be our kids time i think yeah dude well, we're going to come back to this podcast in like, what, 70 years and see see if you, everything you said is true or not. <laughs> Maybe I'm just completely wrong. Maybe they're just like, no, we can't do that, man. 
<laughs> I mean, some of the things you're saying actually, I, I think could be possible, bro. Like that yeah, whole think- gene thing. I've heard about that. We like, I mean, the, I don't know. You probably don't know the bio class in UFC that you'd take in first year, but it's like all about like the first half is about DNA re- replication. And it's exa- mm-hmm. it's talking about exactly the stuff you're talking about, like gene altering genes and stuff. Yeah. Like that that stuff is scary, bro. It's scary, so scary. It's, it's gonna happen, and it's like, do what? Like, will I be the person that? Will I be the person that doesn't give my kid all the opportunities? Like, don't I want my kid to be like you know genetically able not to get injured or not to get sick? And but then it's like. To what extent do I have? Should a parent have control? That's going to be a question. Yeah. Should people and people will do it even without like even if it's illegal? You have the like, kids with like superpowers, bro. Like, bro. Last I'm wondering, would this gene stuff, this gene altering, be haram or or halal? What do you think? I don't know. To the extent, it's like. God makes every person designs every person, so maybe it is blasphemous. So it would it be hard? Uh, let's say if you look at from one point, you see like you take like the Christians' point of view. The Christians say God created every person. He should only he should be the only say to like how we live and what we how we look and how we die and how we like how we're born. But then you have some people saying that like, and then you have our, our like I think like more Muslim perspective would be like we are always like encouraged to pursue knowledge. We're, we're expected to be educated. We're expected to, like, even in the Quran, it said, if you, like, no, I don't know if it says in the Quran. I don't want to paraphrase. Like, I'm just going to paraphrase, like, what, like, our kind of belief system. Yeah. That it, you know, like, even if you miss prayer, as long as you're studying, it's like, it's, it's still a good thing. Like, Allah will reward people who study and being educated and being educated in your deen and everything. So, like, does that include, like, continue on we believe in a lot of science and we even ancient muslim philosophers believe that the world was round and not flat you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like we believe that before anybody you know and science is was such a big pushing point for muslims oh yeah especially yeah, in the middle east, east. We, we we were driving science and we're we're driving call like we're we were the cleanest people we always we looked after we stopped disease and this kind of feel like this kind of falls under the same kind of sort where we're just pushing how like the lives of our of our like generations to follow but then it gets to a point where it's like what if what if we can make people live forever what if death becomes to a point where it's like you know you don't you don't have kids you just your your wife has you and you and her like you know what i'm saying like you know she, you're able to give birth to yourself you're able to clone yourself or something like that you're able to go, you're able to like get your cells manifest them like like manifest them to a point where they're literally the shape of you you try you do a brain transplant boom you're living in a new body what happens i, I think that that would definitely be I wrong feel like, i feel like that's wrong yeah i would never want to live forever i, I don't think anyone would longer. yeah i don't want to live longer not forever my anxiety doesn't want me to die but at certain points like like once my loved ones and everybody are gone, what am I here for? What impact did I leave? What, you know, that's your own kind of thing. It's like life is so yeah. beautiful because it's so finite. And very true. I lose that finiteness. It's like, you know, what is it worth? Love, is, point, love is, love is so crazy. We're always, we're always on the passion for love because that's how we have our future generations. And that's how we 
you know leave a mark on our world because that's how, that's who we're tied to bro like you know yeah forever what i need what do i need to do this for like i take my time do whatever i want but it's like today tomorrow i might die so i have to tell everybody i love them you know what i'm saying but you know if i can if i don't appreciate that you know whatever <laughs> and there's a lot of things to think about bro that was so deep yo I, i'm gonna yo you, you you talked about this for like one second like your university classes or whatever okay what so we we didn't even talk after like churchill after like high school what so you're in you're doing basketball right in in Kelowna? yeah dude tell I'm me about that because I, I don't really know anything about what you're doing um okay so covid covid happened um after grade 11 season and you know i was coming i was playing um like backseat to abdul who was in grade 12 and you know he's get, finishing up a season and i honestly I, I i think i played really well that season towards end but i never really had any like lots of playing time where i was playing very good so especially like some of our games didn't even get filmed but i didn't have any film to send to any of these coaches when two years went by i gained a lot of weight it was 215 in court quarantine and barely playing basketball but i still love basketball you know i'm still doing like it's kind of yeah. in my I still want to, you know, want to do in college or for college and grade 12 comes. We don't have a season. I'm still training like crazy. And I put a lot of work and I'm just heading up these universities. Simon Fraser University and NBC is talking with me and they're getting my hopes up. They hold me. They're like, you can join our second team. Second team. What? Like, what are you talking about? Like, and I, you know, like I didn't understand. They want me to pay for college university courses at, at uh, Simon Fraser University or Fraser, Fraser Valley University, FVU, not SFE. FEU and their uh, U sport yeah. team along with U Cal- University of Calgary and I, I was talking with the University of Cali coach like I can I come try out for you and he said yeah and I had all these things planned but everything just fell through and I didn't have anywhere to go and I was going to Turkey and I went to Turkey and the coaches liked me there they said come like this year and we would have like they would have trained me all through the year and they would have tried and got me into a team but my coach one of my coaches said like Stay here for a year, see how it goes. I shouldn't have listened to him. I should have went to Turkey. What the hell? Like, screw that. But I stayed here. I Canada. I went to Kelowna, met all these white people, whatever. And I'm there and I'm taking three courses. I'm taking like business program, I'm taking business program at the UC. So I, I, I got into the UFC. I, I got into, yeah, I got into the University of Calgary. I took, a, I had all my classes planned out and I didn't drop them until maybe like a week before like semester start. Started, but my mom's like, no, take a course because then you won't, you'll be able to continue your education. If you like at University of Calgary and everything's online anyways, you can do it from home. So I did my courses from online uh, while doing them online. And I, I did one course at UC, I did statistics. And then while I was in Kelowna, I did three different courses. They were like, whatever course, I don't know, I remember. But they're like, yeah. Eng- oh, no, I remember. English and like two business courses, uh, computer applications. Okay, yeah um and i went through that and i was out there living by myself with like just a with like two roommates one one guy and then actually three roommates one guy and then his my team and another guy uh from winnipeg uh with that came down with his girlfriend and they're all on the team and whatever and i played out there i was playing out there and 
I came from Turkey and I was literally out of shape. Not gonna lie, coming to season, I'm, I'm out of shape. I I didn't really like. I was kind of like chilling in Turkey and it, it took my time. I don't know. Enjoying like, that food, bro. The, the good food. Enjoying the weather and come on, I'm from gas and practices. This guy's like saw me before and he saw like I came to one of his tryouts and I was like dominating kids and then I came there and I'm like out of shape and whatever. So this guy, I swear he wrote me off. But I started putting in a lot of work. I was like lifting and I, I was like really excited for the season. And I, that, that like week I was killing at practice and I was doing like a lot, a, be- a lot better than I had been in a while. And I just do this move and I tear my plantar fascia. Okay. Like I spin off, I, I spin, I push off, I hit the shot, I land, but I hear a big pop. I thought it's my shoe, bro. I, I, my foot goes down again. I go to press on it. I fall because I had no tension in my toe. I, I couldn't push off. I, I was so shocked. I thought I tore what my ACL hell? or like my, I, I thought I ruptured my Achilles. I didn't know. I, 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 but I just felt crazy pain. I didn't know. And I sat there and I sat there until all the practice and I sat on the side and they're like, didn't understand what uh, could have happened. And then finally I asked my, my roommate to drive me to the hospital after practice. And then they're like, Oh, it's a partial tear. They, they probably ruptured your, um, kind of fascia. They go for MRI, they go for MRI to tell me anywhere from six weeks to six months. And oh, what the hell? I'm there already. I've paid my rent. I've, I'm already in the courses. Like, I can't go back home. So I'm just there. And I swear, like, it's like some of the most depressing time I think I've been through, where it's like, I don't know. I don't know why I'm there. I don't know. I barely know anybody. I'm walking on crunches. And like I I I so I went into a little bit of depression during that time, and my mom was pissed because I was just like how like how are you gonna get injured like you know and they waste a bunch of money like you're living there. And my dad is like you know he's like he's just like that's so crazy that happened. And my mom said it's she said it's my fault because I came into the season out of shape, and she thinks that because I was out of shape, I was it, it was easier for me to get injured. And probably true, whatever. It was a very depressing time. I went to my, my room was a mess. Everything was a mess. Like the house was a mess, whatever. I'm like, like, I literally didn't know what to do every day. I'm just like watching Netflix, whatever. Trying, trying to do as much school as possible. And finally my foot starts to heal. I'm starting going through rehab. And I think like just one day it clicked where I was like, like, you know, like I, I have to like start getting everything in order. And um I started doing like I started icing my foot every day and I was massaging it and my foot started to come back and it like was healing a lot a lot better and I went through a whole clean of my room like I cleaned up everything I made sure everything was clean and I started keeping things clean and I was cooking every day and a lot more motivated like just for some reason like this motivation hit me and I was like started working out properly and like lifting and it still was tough. Like I, I, I did not feel like that motivated, but then I, uh, what really, I think, even though I was injured and I, I missed the entire season, uh, I finally, my foot finally healed when I came back for Christmas break, I'm coming yeah. out of Christmas break. I roll my ankle and I'm oh, playing I still, I played through it. I pushed myself to play through it. I'm like, I have to play. Like I just got back. And, um, by the time I was like really fully healed and I was killing a practice, they tell me, I really wish that we knew that you were going to play this good before because I, I didn't put your name on the roster. And I can't play you. And I'm like, now my entire year is race wasted. The only thing that really like kind of put me at ease is like while I was there, I got my mind right first, first for basketball. Like I 
watched a lot of film. I was sitting there, I was like pouring over film, looking at what the guy above me is doing wrong and how I could do what he was doing better. Right. I'm just looking over film, looking over film, looking over film. And uh, really like, I think it really made me like make sure like this basketball is what it's for me almost think kind of thing. Cause like, that's kind of want to put all my energy into that's where I feel the most at home and where I feel the most comfortable. It's like, I don't think I could do it without it. So like I did, I, that's why I feel like, like it made me love basketball a little, uh, a little more, but also like the injury really put me in a bad place for like a little bit. And I was like, you know, I'm away from all my friends, away from everybody I know. It's, it's a, it's, it's just, it was like hard living out there. Um, I can't you know, imagine that, bro. Then, you know, white women and life, <laughs> terrible. Um, <laughs> come back and, you know, it's good. I feel like it's good to be back home. And I'm starting to put it back. I, I was putting it in. I was putting a lot of work. I was waking up at 6 a.m. We barely had any gym time because this school was a little bit like it's under it's underfunded okay and uh they're really they're like everybody there was very nice i met a lot of really good people and they're all very genuine but i just didn't think i don't think i'd go back there but a lot of people there were very nice and they helped me through a couple of times and then you know i'm out at parties and white people come up to me and they're like you really uh you really smell good for a brown guy what's one girl goes comes up to me she's like i think you're cute but like you have a beard bro shut up the shut beard up. is what makes makes men look better what you mean? you're just like, haters bro <laughs> um yeah i know they don't really like they see brown people but they don't know they don't know brown people like me they just think i'm indian right and then i'm like i i'm not like i a lot of indian guys there's like a, a lot of indian people there but i'm not even like them right and it's mostly white people it's like old white people and like a lot of other white people Okay. but yeah i don't know it's a very interesting time i think um i learned i learned to deal with white people a little bit more <laughs> that makes sense no like yeah. okay this is not i'm not trying to be racist here but i'm definitely gonna be racist listen um spanish people brown people but arabs Arab, arabs and pakistani people black people all I feel like show respect. They're very respectful. They're very, they understand like your call. They like respect you, like that you have a difference of culture and they're very, um, they're very like, they're funny and they know how to get a, a joke across without being like rude. Yeah. I find white people to be kind of obnoxious in that kind of area where I don't think they mean it. And they've never like, they've never dealt with people who like you know have this kind of like history in their like in their name like behind their name and their cultures and stuff like that so they're just like you know, like they just think it's weird you know they just don't want they don't understand why you're so different from everybody else and you're like, you're like Shut yeah up. no i don't think that's racist that that makes sense and it's actually kind and of true indian people what i find even difference from them northern indian people are very nice sikhs are very nice they're some of the nicest people you ever met right there's some some of them are just very cocky and I can't get along with them in the area. I know a lot of people that get along with Indian people. They're very, like, there's some that are very nice. I know, like, that. I know Satvik here. And there's two, there's one kid on my team who was, like, very nice. And I honestly, like, growing up, like, here, I kind of always felt the need to distance myself from, like, Indian people. Because everybody thought I was Indian. I'm like, no, I'm not Indian, blah, blah, blah. And I had this kind of bad thought about Indian people. Yeah. And even, like, like, to be honest, I don't. 
<laughs> I've always thought I've always seen myself from brown people in general because I never wanted to be associated with them for some reason. And I feel like I had that kind of self-hatred for myself and for yeah, and for other brown people. Like why they why they do like that, why they talk their own language, why they like this, why they like that. You know, I felt so like I felt that kind of racism towards them always. And I feel like I've started to grow out of it, especially getting like understanding, getting understanding myself more and understanding that like being okay and being your own culture is actually like is a good thing. Yeah. And I think Indian a lot of Indian people are very proud and they're actually like they're they're proud, they're proud about their culture and their thing, and they're trying to show it to other people. And I I don't I I feel like if I if I did that, my my own family or my own culture is not like that. Like they're very modest. I feel like we preach a lot of modesty in that kind yeah. of sort of situation. So I feel like that's why I they kind of rub me the wrong way. They're not my cup of tea, but I I don't hate them as people as much of as I did when I was younger, if that makes sense. Because <laughs> I've grown I've grown to understand like that we have that's why I it's like a cultural difference between us. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like everybody and they're not gonna always like me either. I'm I'm very quiet and modest and they're very they're I'm not I'm not quiet. That's actually a lie. Um I feel like but culturally I feel like I'm modest and I'm very understanding of other people's cultures, right? But they're very yeah they're very open with their culture and they're trying to share it with everybody. And I think that's not a bad thing, but for me, it rubs me the wrong way. So that's why I feel like sometimes I can't get along with a lot of Indian people, but the um, Sikhs and everything, they're very respectful and they're very kind and they're very humble. And I get along with them a lot better. For some, like it just, it just how it ends up kind of being. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I, I like getting to know them because they are a minority in India from what I know. Maybe yeah, I think they are. Yeah, yeah, I think Hindu yeah, is the majority. Muslims in, in, uh, in, and then the Muslim Indian people are very nice too, right? Oh, yeah. yeah they're also minorities. And then it's like, I get I get along with those people very well. Because I feel like they also, like, even if they're not, like, um, you know, even if they're not, like, my culture, even if they're the same, like, kind of religion, they kind of do follow the same values in their own, in their own rights. But mm-hmm. even then, it's still a little bit different. Um, I know, but like Pakistani people, for some reason, I get along with. Like they're funny, and they like I know I get along with them a lot better for some reason. But it's <laughs> yeah, they're like, like I like Rayon and Mustafa and all that kind of stuff. But oh yeah, yeah, like, I usually hang out with them a lot. And then like, mm-hmm. and then even you, like when we hang out, it's like it's very easy to talk to you and stuff because I just feel like we have that kind of relation in that kind of in not just not just the relation, but just respect for like mutual respect for each other yeah yeah no when when we started this call like before recording we were it's just like picking up right where we left off from like high school yeah like it's very natural yeah i think so Mm. so yeah i think especially so that's also growing up as a minor like a major minority i'm like the only brown person in a sea full of all asian kids and i feel like ashamed of honestly my culture to like express myself in that kind of in that kind of way and like i don't know i feel like i i shied away from it for most of my life until i got to, until i met a lot of people from the from the tlc program and when i got into high school where i met a lot more people who oh, who, like were Muslim, who prayed who went did all this other stuff like i felt so much more like normal you know i felt normal mm-hmm. as a person just meeting all these people like like I like like my culture wasn't something bad or something like that. Yeah, 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 bro. I like 
I like your focus on culture. I think that's that's something that I haven't really thought about too much. And I think that bringing that up and like looking at the differences, I think that's actually like very valuable. It's very valuable. Straight up, bro. Not just for brown people. It's valuable for black people too. Because black people come here, they're all considered black, right? But then you have the East Africans, Ethiopians, the Somalians, the Sudanese people. the These people all don't get along with each other in their own countries, okay? These guys are not all friends in their own countries. Then they come here and they're forced to be, they're all like, you guys are all the same, blah, blah, blah. Why don't they like, why don't black people do this for all black people? All black people are not one person, bro. Like just like brown, you can't just say you're brown. All brown people aren't brown, like just brown. Like when you say I'm, there's a distinction between us. Because you're Pakistani and I, I'm, I'm, I'm not even, I'm Turkish to an extent. I'm like half Turkish, whatever. But I have that kind of experience, right? Yeah. And just growing up, and I, I, there's the things that we click on and there's things that we disagree on. And it's going to happen for everybody. And it, it's a lot easier to get along with people who kind of have the same, same mentality as you. And I think that's why brown people's, like a lot of brown people here, their culture is all mixed up. I know, I know Muslim is smile like Ismailis that like drink and do all this stuff and i'm like it's not like i'm not judging them for drinking like if that's your own choice but they don't think of it as wrong in that situation because it just never came up to them as like being in a best situation. all my friends are doing it they're all brown like me we all all their cultures model model my grandma doesn't know any knows many languages but she barely speaks any like um punjabi or anything right she doesn't she watches like her shows but it's all in gujarati and that's another yeah it's a it's a minority language it's from gujarat mm-hmm, yeah okay but gujarat they all they have they're very it's very messed up place but she has that she has that culture to her too and that's why like even if you say my grand like okay my great grandma's grand mom was living in india but then she escaped from iran but i don't have any ties to iran or or india or i have the most ties i have is to east africa but people would be like, no, you're not, your family's not East African. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just don't have those kind of ties and I, ha- I have a lot of model, model of culture. But I think having that, like, even being biracial to an extent, I am able to see why there's so many, like, why it's hard for people to, like, come together in unison for, like, as brown people, because we are a lot different. And there's a lot of things that feel wrong to me that, some brown people do but it's like you know it's how life goes <laughs> yeah that's so true bro yeah i know like i know brown people like i know ismailis that watch bollywood films i'm like dog like i don't have any really how do we have relation to bollywood like we don't know anything you guys are from there you guys are from east africa or you guys are from like the other place you're from some of these afghanis watch like bollywood movies i'm like you guys are all ismaili like you guys don't have any relation to that speaking of which then it's so messed up that so many afghanis look chinese oh yeah yeah so many do we we had a couple in our uh, yeah 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 (laughs) yeah they do look chinese it's because of the mongolians yeah yeah they're bordering they're bordering like china too aren't they yeah but a lot of like the mongols came and pillaged those villages bro that's all i guess i oh bro what was that guy's name genghis khan yeah genghis khan yeah bro is a freaking menace to society (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. I think 
yeah that's why culture i think culture is very important for people to also look like to themselves with and then i feel like like i met this um turkish girl uh straight from turkey and honestly i i didn't realize how much i have in common with her just because like my dad like just because my dad's so like immigrant right like i know I, I feel so much connection with her but even then i have like this kind of like distance with her because i'm not i haven't been there i haven't grown up in the same area she has but i speak the language so what i'm gonna talk about now is a little bit of fetishization culture and then being brown in the in this kind of society okay yeah um it's gonna be i don't know how i don't, I don't want to go i don't i won't go too long but i'll kind of like give you a speed run on what i want to talk about it for it okay, um, sure, bro. a lot of girls like you know like they fan when they fantasize about like like who they would date it's like you know it's usually white or maybe it's like maybe it's an asian guy or maybe it's black but i feel like brown guys sometimes on a totem pole are like pretty low you know what i'm saying and it's kind of just true. they think that we're like you know like these immigrants that don't know anything about life or we're like there's like they have these like these like ideas about what what we are and what we're supposed to be right mm-hmm. i feel like as i'm trying to make relationship or like as i'm you know in this day and age you know i i kind of i i wonder if it's even possible to have like you know marry marry somebody without dating them first of all so then you know, you're getting to a point of religion, but it's like, you know, I've, okay, I've been on dates with girls. Like, let's be honest. Okay, I'm going to be honest. Like, I've been on dates with girls and it's just interesting because like, I feel like I draw myself a lot close. I don't draw myself to a lot of like, like, I don't know how you can find a Muslim girl because I'm like, I don't ever want to date in hijabi, right? Because doesn't that feel morally wrong to you? I feel like that feels morally wrong to me. Yeah, yeah, it, it does because it's it's contradictory. Yeah, it's like you know, because they're they're supposed to like in my eyes, they're very pure, and the fact that they like they've they've committed to that and they they are doing that, that's a very big step for them, and that's a very like honestly, I feel like if I have a daughter, I would make I'd make it seem very I'd tell her it's very beautiful, it's a very beautiful thing to do, but it would have to be her choice because I feel like there's a lot of girls that are forced into wearing it, and then they are the ones that are like, let's go crazy, like you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't <laughs> yeah, we, I've like, seen that. I don't know what kind of things they go to is hard being a, a woman like that in this society For sure. and i want to i want to marry someone muslim but i also saw this one uh sheikh talk about it right he says it's probably mufti mech or something but i don't know who cares mm-hmm. um he, he says like even if you marry someone who isn't muslim or whatever showing how good your deen is and being respectful and being like the prophet muhammad was sallam, where he would joke with his wives and he would um he would joke with his wives and he'd be very respectful to them and he'd laugh with them all the time hang out with them but he would always pray in front of them right and he told that to this guy who was having this issue with his wife and he wanted to be more relig- religious but he didn't know how to be more religious and he wanted his wife to be more religious they the the sheikh told him don't don't force her into it that, that's the like automatic wrong thing to do she'll pull away and you you guys will have, start to argue so start doing it on your own be be nicer be kinder to her and eventually she'll follow your lead so i'm like okay i'm living in this society where what like 90 percent of the people here are probably christian or whatever or they don't care or they're atheist and yeah just anything but muslim yeah yeah just anything but muslim and you know 
I want to date. I want to, like, I don't, I want to get a girlfriend. I want to do this. But then it's like, do I really want to date? Like it's for me, like dating is very serious. Like dating is like, I'm thinking about marriage for me. It's very, I don't know if it's like my blood or whatever, but like, I feel like in my, in my mind, when I meet a girl, it's like, like, I automatically think like, would I marry her? Will I show her to my parents? Would this happen? People will hear like, I'm not a white person. Like, I can't just date just a date. I'm not just dating to fool around, you know, like, you know, do all this kind of stuff. Like, uh, it's pretty serious to me, you know? But it's not serious to everybody here. And it's like, it's hard to find those relations with people who are outside of your culture, right? And I feel like growing up in, a, in an area where I am was so, so kind of forced out of being brown, I don't really go toward i'm not really like pulled towards brown girls but i think brown girls are very pretty in their own right and they they deserve like proper people to look after them but i'm like that's not me but i feel like i also do attract a lot of brown girls like of course you do how, how could you not <laughs> no it's, it is. it's like because they also they i feel like brown girls also think the same way like i probably do you know what i'm saying like they're not they're not looking to like go around and sleep with like 50 guys you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Then I'm in Kelowna, okay? And I meet this really cool girl at a party. And I told her I'm older than I was, but whatever. I'm going on a date with her. And we're having a really good time. And, like, well, I don't know. I took her out, whatever, somewhere. And we're having a good time. And I tell her, that, like, I don't, I don't drink. I don't, I don't smoke. Um, I won't do any of that shit. And then immediately I felt this distance between us. You know what I'm saying? It's like, because I don't do that stuff, she immediately was like, oh, okay, don't worry about that. And then, so, okay, like, and then she wanted me to drop her home. And I was like, wow, like, it, it really, like, her whole demeanor switched. Like, it was like, just because I don't do any of this stuff, I just felt this, like, she just not didn't want to be around me. And I feel like, mm-hmm. as I go meet, like, as I meet people and I do all this other stuff, it's like, I don't know if I can find someone who kind of had the same idea as me. Or like kind of has the same, you know, haram halal ratio that I have, whatever they say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, but then I feel like as I get older too, is like I start to see, I feel like younger me was very like distant from like being brown. But I feel like as I get more comfortable with myself, I start to find myself going closer to, I guess, brown girls or whatever. But I feel like it just, I feel like because I do want that kind of, you know like if i do want a relationship i want it to be serious i don't want it to just yeah, be like sure. like and i i can't i can't do these hookups at like club i like clubs and i can't do this at parties because i can't fuck drunk women bro that's terrible because you're at such an advantage like advantageous position to do that it's like i could like bro i could like tender swim there you know, run me your pockets like where your, where your money at like where your pockets you know what I'm saying? like i don't want to do any of that and i feel this like i'm at clubs and like you know this bitch is dancing and i'm like i don't feel like i don't want to do that like i don't want to be this whore that goes around and doing like has like yeah. these one bands and all this stuff right like it's it's like it's just like how i feel but it's like i don't know like what to do in that kind of situation it's just weird no, no. How do I, I don't want to be the creepy guy that goes up to people at school and be like hey man i thought you're really cute <laughs> do you want to give me your number <laughs> I mean, you, dude, you were definitely that. That's that's the last thing you were in high school, to be honest. Yeah. Last thing, no. But dude, that 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 makes sense. Like you're being Muslim and and the the struggle of finding a 
like creating a, a relationship that that's a big problem mm. and it's like we I, don't we, we haven't really married. shown like a natural way mm-hmm. wait, 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 what? what were you saying our friend that just got married to a girl he met through a muslim dating app they talked the right to his father boom next day but i feel like i can never do that i don't think i'm comfortable enough to just marry a girl randomly i feel like i don't trust people enough to do that you know what i'm saying yeah i don't know i don't know how you feel but like even that's how i feel maybe it's not that important to you right now maybe you're just more focused on school but it's like it's like kind of like it's like circumstance i'm at right i don't know that that's dude that's something i think about a lot but like it's weird for me during school like during the semester i'm just so focused on like myself but mm-hmm. then in like summer break and winter break my mind is just not on school at all it's focused on like okay how am i gonna get married <laughs> like that thought yeah. comes up like so much it's you know i i am bro my my wedding will be pit will be big bro no cap like I, i'm gonna have a big ass wedding i'm gonna have a, <laughs> a destination bro i don't care inshallah inshallah but inshallah but it's it's just a weird situation my my mom's friends asked me a couple days ago because i had a wedding they go ask me so what race are you going to marry? I said, why do I have to choose? I can have four. I can have all four. <laughs> oh, there's only four? Four, only four, bro. Brown, white, black, Asian. Yeah, there you go. What about First Nations? Four. They're kind of their own thing. Not no, they're kind of their own, kind of own thing. But they're, they're, to me, they're brown. They're brown? They, they them, their skin's darker. It's thrown in that category. Okay, that's fair. I also want to ask you, like, how how you find school going. Or not just school, but life in general going at this pace. How you feel about life right now. Like, the thing about, like, like, I just turned, I just turned 19, right? Mm-hmm. I'm at this point where it's, like, blurry, you know? Like, it's, like, in a blurry phase. Because, like, most people who are our age don't know like this is the time where you figure out what you want to do with your life you know like where you you have a sense of identity but you need to move you need a couple more steps to really like solidify it and then keep that as like your main ground for the rest of your life so i think that i and most likely you and everyone our age is in that process and like man every aspect of life for me is just so busy right now like i just i need i need a break and that that's why like because like school i have five courses and then i have external things like volunteering and then i have podcasting and then i have like my own family uh relationships that i need to maintain and then like we're also doing stuff with our house right now so there's like there's so much like it's just this crazy load right and then like I, I just need it I need a break and like in in May and June I'm doing like a bunch of trips which you'll I'll freaking vlog with this Inshallah. so like yeah man that, that that's kind of where I'm at right now you know this is this gives me a good break from like all the craziness in life mm-hmm. that's fair yeah and thanks for being here I can talk to you and you can talk to me it's dope and that's crazy. 
I feel like I feel like life is life is very very chaotic right now and I feel like this time I've had the most time to like look at myself like properly as a person and who I want to be going into the future because to be honest I've done some crazy like asshole shit like past relationships I've been very toxic I've been very like I'm I've been trying to get like you know my emotions under control and then being respectful to people around me even when I'm not like you know I say sometimes I say disrespectful stuff I don't mean to be disrespectful but it's like I say stuff and I've been trying to change who I am not who I am but like just how I my interactions with other people I was a couple days ago I was like thinking that change (laughs) a couple days ago I was like no, it's such it's so weird like I haven't talked to any of my friends at all like from like junior high and stuff and then like they never I'm like they never messaged me that's why I used to think they never messaged me so why don't I ever message them right but it's like I talked to my mom about that and she goes the phones like you can text two ways how many times have you asked them how they're doing how many times have you gone out how many times have you really had these conversations with all these people and it's like I have a lot of people I know that I can I talk I talk to them text them it's right away it's like super nice super nice like I talk to them a lot like even when we know them and it's super comfortable talking to them but there's a lot of people who I've never I haven't talked to since I've seen them and it's like I don't know where to start and I'm trying to like be better in that kind of sense and there's one guy you should watch I don't know if you do watch him healthy gamer on YouTube no I don't he's this therapist and he went through like a whole different way to go to Harvard. Like he f- was failing high school. He randomly like packed up his bags, went to India, started training with like these monks, changed his whole life around, married a very beautiful woman, and then became a therapist and talks to people. And uh, one thing he said is, well, also with the relationship thing is like, if you don't, f- he's like talking to this guy who says, I can't find any relationships with people. I'm hard to make relationships. And I live in this very like, like I, every time I, I go try to go out to these bars, but they can't get these women. He's like, but I'm like, he's like, you don't feel comfortable in bars. You don't look comfortable to other people. So why do you think people will come up to you and want to ask you how you're doing? Or they want to, they want to interact with you in that situation. Cause you don't look like you want to be there. It's like, go to somewhere that you feel comfortable. And that's when you start to make relationships with people who are like-minded like you. Right. Thanks. Thanks. That's that's another thing. Watch Healthy Gamer. That's fire too. So I'll tell you that. Okay. Yeah, you don't have to give him free promo, but there's <laughs> enough subscribers already. But yeah, it's free. Hang you, bro. I don't know, bro. Shout don't know. Out. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. Anyways, thanks for having me, though. Yeah, dude. Thanks for coming and thank you for supporting the channel for so long. Because you've been like, I scrolled up to our like, I think it was Instagram or Snapchat you've been there since the beginning bro so i think it's a good idea i think it not just as like maybe this one you won't get famous or maybe you will get famous inshallah you maybe get like money off of this right yeah but it's time to talk about your feelings because as a man it's not very many times you can talk about how you feel and who and who wants to listen to how you feel you know what i'm saying but if yeah. you get yourself out there it's a little bit a little bit better you know what I'm saying? a little yeah. better and yeah that bro and like I forgot to mention this for people who probably I don't think I told anyone. Uh, Ilias was like the person who who encouraged me to start being more confident in my videos, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that so much, bro. Because like most people will like only talk about like the really good things in my videos and not talk about like oh you have this problem, 
or like that you could improve on this i've never gotten that comment before until you message me so that that helped a lot bro like that's something i'm going to continue like i'm going to take that with me for the rest of this yeah. channel's existence yeah because so, everybody everybody's here to hear your thoughts and your opinions like maybe you have a guest on whatever you're doing a little bit of an interview or whatever but when it's just you on the podcast it is very much your thoughts your opinions are only here to see you yeah. so all your opinions like you feel it because otherwise like they don't want to listen you know what i'm saying it makes it more entertaining for sure yeah. i don't know how many people got to the end of this though with like my ramblings but... <laughs> <laughs> no bro there are gonna be some hardcore fans of you that are gonna watch this entire thing so shout out to those those people but yeah this was episode 18 thank you Ilias, for coming on any last last words no no i just want actually i'm good <laughs> I should always... okay. all right thank you guys for watching see you in the next one